Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. This week's episode features Daryl Smith with a message called Faith is the Victory. This camp to me has been very different and very amazing. I, I, could, I was at home uh, during the Nor- North Battleford camp, but you could sense it there. To me, actually, there's been winds of change that have started uh, in the movement of his body to me, it started maybe before, but last pine low for how many were here last pine low? <clears throat> we had the oddest thing happen. The brother says, uh, Go outside and listen to the wind. And well, that seemed kind of strange. So we went outside and we stood there, and there was no wind. Uh, he told us to listen for the wind. There was no wind. There's cars driving by. I don't know what they would have thought of us. Didn't matter. But slowly, you could start to hear this whistling going through the trees (laughs) and it was uh, to me the winds of change were starting and and it's just been kind of building and building and the the uh, anticipation and disorganized organization I don't know how to put it like last night that was amazing to me it was like back in 1948 did they have organization in 1948 (laughs) They had none. They tripped and fall and stumbled. And we keep referring to those amazing days even to today. And it seems like that's starting to happen again. The Lord is doing something. You know, uh, we can have church and have the body and it's just wonderful. It's, it's sometimes repetitive. The Lord takes us down a pathway. Sometimes he takes us in a loop. And we keep looping around and around and around. If we do that too long, it's almost like we get in tradition. People get bored. You wonder, where are we going? What's happening? Where are the new people? We should be out ministering, doing something. This and, you know, all those things start to happen as, as he take, he's taken us in a loop. You know, that loop is, is, is a design by God. All we're required to do is be faithful and be there. He is taking was taking us round, and we were ascending a mountain as we went round and round and round. Uh, the same thing happening over and over every Sunday. And like any physics teacher will teach you, as, as you go higher and higher, you're building potential energy. And then that energy can be released, and the floods start. It, it, it starts flowing down the mountain. And to me, that's what's starting to happen. The Lord is re- releasing that potential energy in his body. Uh, we don't know what to do with it. The brethren are saying, okay, what do we do now? And uh, they consult the Holy Spirit. They consult one another in the Holy Spirit. And somehow it all happens. You know, most of us want to take information and make sense of it and then use it as a plan. It's not happening like that. The information is is coming as fast as we're asking him for it. And we're just going with the flow. And I think it's amazing myself. <laughs> the, uh, before the service yesterday, uh, we were singing and worshiping uh, the elders and deacons before the service. And, and uh, Brother Wayne says, we should be taking this singing to the congregation. Like we, we're having our own service right here. And that's wonderful. But so we did. And you know what? The congregation was ahead of us. They were already in the spirit, just flowing, and and the singing was amazing. The Lord is just revealing and and taking this 
this body of his and, and moving it on. And I'm just so thankful of that. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to, uh, I had a scripture on my heart. <clears throat> it's First uh, John 5, 1 and 5. Uh, you don't need to follow, you can if you want. But I'm just going to read the first part of it. <clears throat> I guess you could say this is about, oh, there's a lot in here. It's about overcoming the world. It's about faith, and it's about victory. So I'm just going to read this first first part of the of the verse of the uh, chapter. Everyone who believes, just listen to this and let it let the word sink into your heart. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child, Christ, as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commandments, all ten of them, all eleven of them. In fact, this is love for God. You want to love God? It says right here, in fact, this is love for God, to keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Now, this is the one point I want to make. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Boy, we talk about overcoming the world uh, lots. The, the world is, is such a mess. and But here it says, His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Or you could say, it is our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So first, well, we must believe that uh, Christ is the Son of God, and then you are born again. So this scripture is for those that are that are born again. The exciting part, though, is if you're born again, which you all are, I think, you have the ability to overcome the world. It says so right here. You know, we feel the world is squeezing us into our mold where we have to have foot washing services. That's nothing new. I mean, (laughs) it's gone for a couple thousand years. Amen, Brother Dan. (laughs) Man, we had had a, a good time crying and just laughing yesterday. It was wonderful. But we have the ability to overcome the world. I want to read this a little bit more. I want to reread that fourth and fifth verse in a second. And that's actually the, what I want to talk about just for a few minutes. But as I was thinking about these things, this actually came to me during a prayer meeting a, a few prayer meetings ago. We were singing this song and it just struck me. When we used to get the newspaper, they had these puzzles in it. I, I don't know if you call them puzzles, but it just looked like a, a paisley kind of thing. You'd look at it, it looked like nothing. But if you stared at it long enough and your eyes were going cross-eyed, an image would come out. I can't remember what you call those things. But they're kind of neat. What are they called? Magic eye. Okay, <laughs> magic eye. Well, that's what happened to me. I got the magic eye when I when I read this scripture and, and uh, we were singing about it. It just came to me. All of a sudden, this, this started appearing. So I thought, I, I, I'd like to share this. But as I was thinking about this scripture, faith that uh, overcomes the world, a song kept coming to me. I'd be driving to the office, and, and this song kept coming to me. And it was a song that the children sang 
last uh, Pine Low, and I think they may be saying it in our battle, battle, Battleford Camp too. And it's, um, I believe in the Son, I believe in the Risen One. And as, as I was reading down below on the 4th and 5th verse, I realized the reason that song is coming to me, because that's the first part of this chapter. I'm going to read that 4th uh, and 5th verse again. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. It is our faith, or is even our faith, depending on which translation you read. Who is the one that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This verse seems to be saying that faith is the victory. I've been singing that backwards myself for years. I've been singing about, and I've sang it lots of times, not that I know the verses, but uh, I know the main part, faith is a victory, and we sing it and sing it. And you know what? I've I've been singing about victory the whole time. (laughs) That's not the point at all. The point is not the victory. How many have been going through a chronic or or an acute trial? You know, I think of acute like maybe three weeks or something. Chronic, you know, three months plus, maybe years. How many have been going through uh, long-term trials? Or trials in your family? Or recent trials even? Well, pretty well everybody. It seems like most people. I wanted to, as I'd sing that song and as I pray to the Lord through trials, uh, I wanted to receive the victory and I wanted to pray for the victory but you know maybe the victory is not the victory in itself maybe the victory is not the primary goal of our trials that uh, seemed to be what came to me as we were singing that song in prayer meeting that night According to the scripture, the real victory is what comes before the victory. I wonder if God wants me to focus on that perspective actually a little bit more. I've noticed that when I'm going through trials and struggles, and you're probably the same, you draw close to the Lord. You start praying and calling out to God like you haven't before. And you draw closer to him and closer to him. Sadly, uh, I would I would be calling, I call out unto the Lord when I'm going through trials because I want relief from my suffering. Sadly enough and selfishly enough, that's why, I'm, that's why I, I seem to call out to him. But I realize the bigger the trial, the more I'd endeavor to uh, draw close to the Lord and, and uh, seek his face. And I realize what is happening is as I get closer to the Lord and seek him more and listen to his voice through ministry and church and through reading the scripture and so on, my faith was getting stronger and stronger and and building more and more. I come to camp here and I kind of had this on my heart and uh, uh, I go sit down beside Brother Mike and uh, they're talking and Brother Mike's talking to somebody and says, we've been going through such a trial with Ashton Poor Ashton, and and he says the trial. It was almost like he, 
I'm starting to enjoy the trial because my faith is getting stronger and stronger and stronger as we go through it. <laughs> the exact, exact same thing I'm thinking about. That's because the Lord's talking to us all at the same time. All about um, similar things. And uh, I realized that the victory, the real victory, is faith. Faith is the victory. Not the victory is a victory. Faith is the victory. And uh, uh, that's that's the uh, the thing that you said, the, the magic eye that popped out to me. <laughs> so really, there's two victories. There's a primary victory, which I thought was maybe not as important. The primary victory is the faith that you build as you go through the trial. The the uh, this the end result is uh, is the final victory. But that happens once our faith has ripened and developed to the to the point that God wants it to as we go through the tests. And then that second victory comes automatically once God has achieved what he wants to achieve in us as, as uh, the trial is going on. I wonder if God is maybe even more concerned with um, our faith than he is about the final victory. He's developing us and, and maturing us. Faith is the faith is the evidence of things unseen, and at the point when you're going through the trial, the victory, the victory is unseen. Therefore, faith must come before the victory can be received. It's like a two-part epoxy. You need uh, you need both parts, but you can't. We probably won't receive the victory until that until that faith is developed through us. In, in seeking God, I know as a child I, I would uh, I'd always want to start with my dessert <laughs> before the meal, like most kids. And, and but you know your parents would make you eat those yucky Brussels sprouts and stuff like that first. But eventually, as you mature, you realize that there's that there's uh, uh, you eat your vegetables first and all that stuff first, and then and then you get the dessert after. And I almost wonder if that's what's going on here. It's like the uh, the victory is. Is uh, going to come once you once you um, have your faith faith matured. What are we to overcome? You know, it says that with this faith we can overcome the world. There's a lot of things to overcome. I mean, this fallen world is a mess. You know, we see the politics and we see the immorality and we see all these things, and we are overcomers over over all that stuff. But you know, when I think of of myself and and going through life, I think of. One of the biggest victories that I need, one of the biggest things I need victory over is right here. It's my own mind. And if we can have victory over our own minds, the other things will naturally follow as well. You know, we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We are born in a fallen, cursed generation, so our minds are not quite what they should be. There are fallen minds that are based on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I find, well, and somebody very close told me, makes me very judgmental. <laughs> is it, why, you know, why are you so judgmental? Well, that's because I think with the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil. But as our faith ripens and matures, as we go through these tests and trials, our minds are, are also perfected, and we are so fortunate that we have the pathway of the renewing of our minds that the scripture talks about the pathway back to the tree of life and then our minds are being transformed and being fueled by the tree of life 
not by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We like the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that's why, you know, we'd love, it'd be so easy to have services that are all pre-planned and pre-canned, and, and, and you knew exactly what was going to happen. You just go through the, uh, uh, it's much more difficult to be, to be uh, led by the Spirit, because we have to put our own minds aside and tap into that tree of life. Amen. I'm just going to read this uh, other scripture, James uh, 1 and 2. Consider it pure joy. So I, I wonder, you know, as we go through these trials, like uh, my brother Mike said, he, he said he's, he's almost considering it a joy as he goes through this trial to, um, and because he senses his faith is building and building as they go through this trial. And I'm sure it's the same for Ashton as well, that his, his faith is, is growing to the point where you almost enjoy the trial. Seems weird, doesn't it? It's kind of like exercise, I guess. You know, exercise at first is not fun. It hurts and it's hard. and and you all, But you start to look forward to it if you miss it after you've been doing it for a while. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. And you know, I was thinking to myself, do I have enough faith to get through different trials? How do you know you have enough faith? Maybe you question that yourself. According to the scripture, first of all, you must believe, which I think everybody everybody does. Once you believe, you bear the name of Christ. The name of Christ is stamped on you. You're no no longer your own. You have been bought with a price. And what a price. The blood. Can you imagine if if you took one of your children and shed the blood of that child, your own child, to save somebody else? You wouldn't think that that person would squander the blood of your child. You'd hope. But we have been bought with his blood. So once you believe, you bear that name. You're not your own. There's a prophecy that was given this morning. It said, you, I can't remember exact words, but it was something like, you are not your anxiety. You are mine. You are not your problems. You are not your disability. You are not your weaknesses. These are all the things we identify ourselves with when we use our the, the, uh, our fallen minds. We tend to identify ourselves with our weaknesses. You are not your weaknesses. You are not your anxieties. You are mine. You are mine. We've got to, we've got to know that. You know, uh, psychology, and I don't poo-poo psychology and psychiatry and stuff like that. There's a place for it. I think we need it. I was going to do that for a living myself, and I, I switched. But psychology likes to reverse engineer everything. You know, you, you have problems, you kind of go backwards, and then you try to fix that problem. And, and there's there's merit in that, and that can be helpful at times. That's not the way the Spirit works. The Holy Spirit is a creative force. He takes where you are right now, erases the past, and he and he recreates things and makes them new again. As we submit to his his will and his way and his purpose, he is a is a creative force. If you believe, you you are you now bear his name, and 
He is faith. Do you have enough faith to make it through the trial and to overcome the world? Faith has been walking beside you ever since you gave your heart to the Lord five years ago, 20, 30 years ago. You don't even realize it or feel it. But He is faith and He's been walking beside you that whole time. You do have the faith to overcome the world. And you do have the faith to overcome the trial because it's not your faith. It's a building of faith that's developing in you as you go through that trial. And the proof is you're sitting here right now, right today. That's the proof. Your own body and your own presence is a proof that faith has led you here to this point. This is no accident that you're here. This has all been preordained and predestined destined before the foundations of the world that you have all been led to this one place from all over North America to be present here today and right here and right now. That's evidence. That is the evidence of things unseen, evidence of, of the victory, and evidence that you have the faith in that you are embedded in the body as a part of the body. You are a hand, you are a finger, you are a foot, you are uh, whatever. And you have the same blood of Christ that flows through you, that flows through your brother or sister next to you. That same life-giving blood is flowing through us continuously, binding us together, creating unity like I've never seen before. And we celebrate that every Sunday with communion. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the unity that is there, if there is a problem, well, it's corrected at communion. You'll go to your brother or sister, and uh, or will, there will be a foot washing service, or, or some of these things, you know. The, the body is a self-regulating and self-correcting organism and mechanism that works. And it doesn't work by us putting it into, a, into a, a, some kind of a category or some kind of a thing that we can that we can control. It's the Holy Spirit is is kind of on the fly, I guess you could say. <laughs> and we are flowing with it and keeping hopefully keeping up with his moving. I, it's just wonderful that the that communion we've we heard in our assembly that communion partly comes from the word community. Communion builds community and it's it's a community of believers that come together and uh, celebrate their unity and love one for another in the sacrifice that Christ has made for us that achieves that. So these trials that you're going through now, all those hands that went up, they're not bad luck. They're not just unfortunate circumstances. But for you, if you believe, they are faith builders. Your faith is being built and built as you go through this trial. It is precious to the Lord, the trial that you're going through. They seem random sometimes, but they're not. We are in a random world. We're all subject to that in this fallen world. But the difference is, if you have the name of Christ on you, the faith that is developing is going to become a victory. If you do not bear the name of Christ, it's bad luck. I mean, you just have this happen or that happen. And I'm sure the Lord draws people to himself through different different trials and so on. But a lot of times they, you go through life and you just say, life sucks. Those are for those out in the world. I mean, it's a common saying in the world, isn't it? Life sucks. And it does. If you uh, do not bear the name of Christ. If you do, 
There's victory on the other side. I mean, we are so fortunate for the trials that we have to go through. So yes, you have the faith. I'm just going to read another verse here. James 1 and 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So there's a battle taking place. It's probably first in our minds. There's different strongholds that we go through, different trials and, and, and struggles. But there's a victorious battle waiting. And we've had many victories, many, many victories. And we're going to have many, many more victories. But as this happens, our faith is just going to grow and grow and grow. I was sitting at home watching the North Battleford meetings because I, I was hacking and coughing and and I heard a bunch of other people were at North Battleford after two, and they would have all blamed me if I was there. So it was a good thing I wasn't. <laughs> so I sat on my couch, and I looked at the backs of a bunch of your heads. And as I sat there in my judgment seat, looking at this and that, it struck me, you know, these people that I've fellowshiped with for 20, 30 years, this is not the same people. They are the same people, but they are mature in Christ. You could just see this maturity. And in the ministry, too. Oh man, I was excited to see my brothers and sisters. We, you know, we're we're so close, so myopic that we don't see it sometimes because it's in front of our faces and we see each other all the time. But when you can sit back and look at it through your TV, you can see the maturity. I shouldn't say maturity in the brethren because that's not right. But the way the Lord and the submission that the brethren have to the to the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit was just leading and guiding us. I mean, this morning, there wasn't even anybody up here. <laughs> the Holy Spirit took the beating. Isn't that something? I mean, how often do we see that? It's, it's, the Lord is really moving us on in a tremendous way. And maybe we'll see more of that in, in the future. I don't know. Whatever the Lord has for us, we, we just want to be part of that. But He is doing something. He's yes. developing kings and priests yes. through every trial and every struggle. He is doing it. He is doing that. So I'm going to read this song that I've been talking about. And maybe I'm hoping that somebody knows the verses because I can't really sing it. But I, I can sing the part that is faith is a victory. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. Talking about being led by the Spirit. You know, if you have the, the ministry in something, you can have that ministry and that it's it's kind of like it's dormant until... The Lord is playing the piano, and as soon as he strikes that key, which is you, he puts it in your heart, and you just know it. You know, I sense that this, I sense that this morning during the service. Maybe you did too. There was prophecy that was going around, and that prophecy was like a sermon in itself, one adding to the next, adding to the next. It was a story that was developing, and there, there was a pause, and then our brother started playing, Music in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit shifted from prophecy to music. The same anointing, but it was building and building. And I'm sure many of you sense that same anointing that was coming from that music. And then it uh, went into further song and so on. And to me, it was, it was incredible. So this song goes, Faith is a victory, faith is a victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world doesn't say victory is a victory. It says faith is a victory. Encamped along the hills of light. So right now the church is encamped on the, on the hills of light. So 
we've been going kind of round and round up the mountain, and we've been encamped. Ye Christian soldiers rise. It's time. Seems to be the time is coming for the Christian soldiers to rise and press the battle ere the night or come near the night shall veil the glowing skies against the foe in veils below let all our strength be hurled. Faith is a victory we know that overcomes the world. This song, I looked it up and it was written back in 18-something, 1880 or 90. Yeah, it was written for today. Isn't that something? He wrote it back then. He had no idea this was going to be sung for today in 2023. And the truth of it would be revealed in, in 2023. Well, for those that are a little bit slow, <laughs> it was revealed <laughs> recently. I'm sure many, many have got, got the message from it before. But, you know, when, when God does something, it is, it's, if it's truth, it's permanent. And it yeah. is for the eternities. Yeah. His banner over us is love. We're powered by God's love. Our sword, the word of God. We tread the road, the saints above. Okay, so this is, this is happening. The body is rising in potential energy and strength. And we see us here, you know, and then we see all the churches around, maybe in India and Africa and all over the place. Wonderful. That's only a weeny weeny fraction. This is talking about we tread the road, the saints above. All those that have gone on before us. So, you know, Brother Witter, Brother Wager, Mother Teresa, Moses, Abraham, they're right here. Those saints, the great cloud of witnesses, that is all the heroes of faith. Those, those are the millions and millions and millions that have gone on before us. The, the, the current world situation is just a fraction of, of what's out there uh, and what we don't see. With shouts of triumph trod by faith like a whirlwind's breath swept over every field, the faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. On every hand the foe we find and that's pretty current. Draw up in dread array. Let tents of ease be left behind. This camp started with one of the brothers saying that this week is going to be very hard in the flesh. The camps of ease are left behind. It's, it's painful to have the flesh stripped away from you. I don't like it, but the Lord is doing that. Thank, thank goodness. Let tents of ease be left behind, and onward to the fray with the armor, salvation's helmet on each head, with truth all girt about. The earth shall tremble neath our tread, just like the walls of Jericho coming down, and echo with each shout. To him that overcomes the foe, white raiment shall be given. There's a lot in Revelation that talks about white garments that will be given to those that are to inherit salvation, the white robes, white linen. Before the angels he shall know, his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hills of light, our hearts with love aflame will vanquish all the hosts of night. 
in Jesus' conquering name. Faith is a victory. Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.